Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever. A podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them. With your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about terrible films and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. And who are you, sir? Oh, I'm Brett. Oh, Jesus, I'm loud. I'm Brett Raider. <laughs> Loud-ass Brett Raider. Yeah. Hi, up? Brett. Hey, how's it going? How Coming are you? here, throwing his weight around. Hey, how's it going? All right, all right. I've uh, been a fan of this podcast <laughs> since the beginning. I was on a plane. I listened to the Batman Forever one. Oh, I was that's like, the, that's dying. the best one. <laughs> You know, so I don't know good. if you guys do the thing where you're on a plane and you're like, well, I don't want to watch a movie right now, but you watch, other, you just watch someone else watching a movie. That always happens to me. Yeah. Now. So I, I didn't want to watch this movie, which would probably be a good uh, addition, uh, edition of this podcast. So I listened to you guys talk about Batman Forever while I watched someone watch the Emoji movie. Oh mm. shit! And that movie. I didn't hear a second of it. I only watched it on someone else's screen. That movie looks incredibly awful. There's no way that movie can be good. It Anyways, be it good. just that's like burned in my memory. Like listening to <laughs> Batman, you guys talk about Batman Forever and watching the Emoji movie. Did not it did it to. sync up in any meaningful way? Like Dark Side of Oz? Yeah, bas- basically. Sweet. It was really trippy. It's good to know. So speaking of bad movies, yeah. um, what did you bring us today, guys? I don't even know if this is a bad movie. This is like. I, I, that's my first question for you, is, like, could you stay awake just to hear me breathing? You? Yes. I want to talk about Armageddon. <laughs> oh first of all, is this a bad movie? Uh, my answer is, this is the highest budget B-movie ever made. Yes. Yes. I don't, think, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's an insane movie. Yeah. I love this movie growing <laughs> up. Unironically? Yeah, I owned it on VHS. I watched it many, Same. many times. Jesus. Uh, I guess well, I was 11 when this movie came out. I did not know this was a bad movie until like somewhat recently. Yeah, you don't. That's like right bad... at the age where you don't know that things can be bad. Well, it's right when you're learning. Right. Right. And like I had definitely like definitely was like, yeah, some of these movies are bad that I'm seeing. But Armageddon was certainly not one of them. Well, it has a very low Rotten Tomatoes score. So technically speaking, it is a bad movie. Yeah, I think um, Rotten Tomatoes is relatively accurate. Like, I know people like give shit to that, or they think it's like Rotten diminishing Tomatoes, the industry. I actually think it's quite accurate. It's Usually. accurate with really bad and really good movies. I think the movies that are kind of in the middle, it screws it up. It doesn't quite know how to handle right because okay their algorithm movies. is like it's either it's either pass fail algorithm on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and that's not how most reviews are written. And then sometimes you'll actually click on it and see, you know, the individual reviews, and it's like you know. Peter Travers says, this was horrible. I wanted to chew my arms off. And then it has like a little fresh tomato right, right. here. So yeah. Like, Who, who's deciding if this is, if or, this yeah. is a, posi- a positive or a negative? Yeah, the opposite too. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like, this is, this is a fine film, you know, two and a half stars. And it's like rotten. I'm like, mm. But also sometimes <laughs> if it's like a 71%, I'll check out the movie and I'll be like, and, and maybe it's sort of confirmation bias or it was priming me to think this about the movie. But I was like, yeah, that movie really was only like a seven out of 10 or like yeah. a six out of 10. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, I love Armageddon. Um, I rewatched it two days ago. Sure. I understand why people think it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it last night, and I felt like pretty confident I knew this movie, but there were still like a lot of little things that it's, are baffling. It about starts off with an embarrassing 
embarrassing sequence. Yeah. Well, it starts off with Charlton Heston narrating the dinosaurs dying. That's As, true. Which is kind of no the best of way it. a movie could ever right. open. Like, I, I don't know if we need that info. No, right. for Armageddon. We right. understand. They're just trying to prime us that like, I forgot it. Yeah. My first thoughts when I, you know, it's on Netflix right now. Check it out. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Give them 10 bucks Shout a month. Shout out to Netflix. Yeah, they need the help. Supporters of the, the podcast, Netflix. You turn it on. The first True thought, Warriors. Jesus Christ, this movie's two and a half hours long. Yeah. Oh, it is. Second thought, oh, wait. We're gonna about to get a narration sequence explaining how the dinosaurs died from an every five-year-old knows this. And it's like, <laughs> By mother- all right, it, just in case, Armageddon's going to get started, but just in case... Asteroids are bad. Right. Sometimes they hit planets. <laughs> just in case, get in here, Chuck. Yeah, just fucking Chestin con- up in there. <laughs> just for some oh context. Yeah. Asteroids happen. He's not even a character. Like, it, no, it would make sense if it was like Billy Bob narrating. Like a character. That would have been incredible if Billy Bob Thornton yeah. started talking to us about how the dinosaurs died. I gotta say, Billy Bob's character, I'm pretty sure. That his whole character is that he has been waiting for years for this to happen because he has a speech for ev- the whole th- like oh, every moment he has an awesome speech. Was this the, the was this the debut of Skinny Billy Bob? I don't know Skinny Bob Skinny Bob. I think it was, but no, um, it begins with that super it, well, much on. like oh sorry. <laughs> The second scene, I wrote this down, is a scared astro- astronaut dying horribly. Oh, that right. It starts with the dinosaurs dying and then a frightened astronaut getting murdered in space. Fun fact, the commander of that ship, the guy who's like, Houston, we have a... Wah! Wilhelm Scream is one of my neighbors growing up. Really? Andy. Huh. Yeah. He's a, he's a stunt Shout man. out to he's Andy. A stuntman. He's a stuntman on many movies, and they were like, oh, we need like two guys. Like, he, I guess, did stunts for this movie, and they're like, all right, we need to shoot the interior of this cockpit with a guy being like, Houston, we have a... <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that shit in this movie oh, where yeah. it's like Michael Bay being like, remember that movie? Fuck that movie. So he's like, right up top, he's like, fuck Apollo 13. Yeah, And Godzilla. then two minutes later, he's like, fuck Godzilla. Well, the next yes. scene after yes, the yes, there's so much to go <laughs> There's Next. so much going on in this movie. I know. This movie's two and a half hours long. They don't even land on the gosh darn asteroid till 90 minutes in. I know. Most yeah. movies are like, all right, they're getting married and we're wrapping it up. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's like, we're just, they don't even do the fucking thing until 90 minutes in. The third scene is a man yelling at his wife. It's the guy oh, discovering the, observatory, the yeah. and screaming at his wife. It's edited a little weird. <laughs> There's some there's some weird smash cuts and he's just screaming. He's like the most Get the unab- phone book, the phone book. Yeah. It's echoing. It's very strange. It's very Michael Bay. Yeah, and, and then, then like, like the we see scene, like, he's like, like women. I named her after my wife. Like the biggest. Yeah. What did he? She's yeah. like a, a, a terrible bitch. Another thing. evil oh, bitch yeah. that's trying to kill us all. Yeah. Life I want to name her Dottie. She's a vicious life sucking yeah, bitch yeah. from which there's no escape. Yeah. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. And then is is this then do we get into the racist no. scene? Yes. No, that was bef- so. no, that was before or when we're in New York for yeah. a little bit. No. So that was the first scene, there's the first scene with him yelling at his wife and then we go to New York and then we cut there's a whole New York destruction sequence and then we go back to the naming of the asteroid. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so like we but- got a lot of stuff. We you know, smash cut to New York City, World Trade Center. This is important. Because we have Eddie Griffin with his little French bulldog. We have Mark Curry of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yep. He's a taxi driver, and he's got some. He's got some like 
Asian. That's a in the first half of the hour of this movie. Lots of horrible Asian stereotypes. It's, very it's real racist. And, and then it's then like, like the vendor where he says like I'll kick your pineapple eating ass. Yeah. And then that's the last thing that vendor hears before right, and he then dies. An asteroid hits him yeah. in the face. I remember this. So yeah. So Eddie Griffin's dog is like. Chewing up this street vendor, he's Hawaiian or Samoan, he's sort of Pacific Islander, you know. Yeah. And he's sort of just played as if the bad guy, and Eddie Griffin's dog is the one, like, chewing on his Godzilla stuff. Right, it's lively, trying to make a living, man. Eddie Griffin's in the wrong. Get your dog in check. I love dogs, but get your dog in check. Yeah. And this guy, he's, like, racist and calls him fat, and then the guy dies. And the, yeah, and the guy's like, get your dog out of here, and... We are happy when this guy gets obliterated by... Right, because he has the gall to be selling shitty Godzilla merchandise and having the shitty dog chew on it. (laughs) This scene is only topped as an opening sequence full of unspeakable racism a few years later, exactly ten years later, by Michael Bay, or nine years later, in Transformers, where he has that opening scene of Shia LaBeouf at the car... Uh, the the car dealership where uh, Bernie Mac literally says "mammy." Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. That's a movie I oh, do not wish Michael to watch Bay. again. I will not be on this podcast to talk about. <laughs> uh, so then we have this attack on New York, and it is actually strangely prescient. We have a shot of the top of the Chrysler Building collapsing yep. with. CGI people sort of screaming and falling to their deaths. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, how could anyone have known? But it just, it looks very 9 11. You think yeah, we got you think some a, solid a, shots of the World Trade Center. You think Osama fire. was watching? Was like, oh, yeah. yeah, there was an asteroid hits one, of, good, one good of the idea. towers of the, the, the Trade Center. It's just, it's just a little weird watching it after the fact. And it's something I didn't even, I mean, I've seen this movie a million times and I certainly watched it after 9 11. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, this movie is just it's will, full of imagery that would become pretty charged only two years right. later. We would ed- – uh, three. This is 98. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, is... we, we would have edited all that footage out if this movie had come out yeah. in the yeah. in October of 2001. This is the first time I'll uh, – first point where I'll give a compliment to, I guess, either special effects at the time or Michael Bay where that scene looks good. I'll it, give it that. Michael Bay knows how to film real practical explosions when necessary. So there's a lot of practical explosions and then a lot it, of like model explosions. Definitely. And there are three sequences. The France one kind of is just all CG, but the, yeah. the Shanghai one where it's like, oh, they're actually using practice, sort of mixing practical and, and visual effects. The way they shoot the tidal wave in that part, like, yeah. they don't show much of it. And it's like kind of scary. Mm-hmm. It's kind of creepy. So, I mean, Michael Bay knows how to blow things up. He yeah. doesn't know how to do anything else, though. No. He doesn't know how. He does. Well,. Let me let me walk that back. He has no idea what people are or what they're like. Right. And <laughs> no, and he has he only has like to make a sports analogy, he only has like two pitches, which is like dumb racist people who like just know it all and they're going to win by being right. Right. And then he has like the shot of like something exploding and people are jumping but the camera is like moving towards it and tilting like upside down almost and it's just the same shot from there's that shot 30 times in every Transformers movie. The, 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 the low angle. The low angle. The spin. It's spin. sweeping. It's the ang- you know, it's it's everything. The camera's always moving. Oh, totally. It but moves it's like, in every shot. <laughs> the same shot over and over again for his entire career. He's a NASA engineer in this film. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. You can I, you've re- you see that hair a mile away. <laughs> it's like, oh, that uh, guy that looks like uh <laughs> I'm also pretty sure Steve Buscemi is just playing Michael Bay. Like 
that's that's how I'm imagining Steve Buscemi doing that. Like, hey, I'm a sex offender. Look at me, everybody. Like, I'm pretty sure he's just getting like, that from Michael. Like Bay. how Michael Bay wants to be. Like how Michael Bay thinks know, he I, is, I, or, or how I, Steve Buscemi thinks Michael Bay is. I feel like if Steve Buscemi like had met Michael Bay and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, play." No, I mean, I'm not. That's not Cause entirely this... true. It just feels like while I was watching it, like it felt like felt like mini biographical of Michael Bay. <laughs> I just for... like sex offender weirdo, right? Who, for... who showed yeah. Bruce Willis's teenage daughter how to use, how a, to tampon. use a tampon? I forgot all of the individual arcs for all the mini characters. Mm-hmm. And the, the entire middle portion of this movie, Steve Buscemi is like the only one who knows what's happening. Right. And he's like, how do you know? They're like, how do you know that we landed on this thing? Because I'm a genius. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah. says there's that sort of uh, montage towards the beginning where he's like, oh yeah, I have two doctorates. I, you know, and then I worked the on end, a rig. And then at the end, my favorite line, He's got space dementia. He's got space dementia. <laughs> yeah, he just hops on the gun and starts shooting everything. Like the when I saw that movie, the only thing I could think about was the the episode of Ren and Stimpy, the space uh-huh. madness. Uh huh. <laughs> space dementia. Space dementia. And this is why going back, it's the most expensive B movie ever. Yeah. Because the plot is a B movie plot, and the things the characters do, do are fucking ridiculous. I mean, I want to go back to the next scene after. Oh the yeah. New York's- so so destruction, which is the most American image known to man, which is Bruce Willis on an oil rig hitting golf balls at Greenpeace. Yep. Yeah. This um, movie is such a just... big oil is the hero of this movie. Oh yeah. But but I had that I had that same thought. I forgot. Oh yes, the first the we meet Harry Stamper. He's he's like he's just, Harry he's, Stamper. He's he's using his little oil rig and like off the sh- like in the yellow sea somewhere. He's just hitting all these Greenpeace protesters on a boat, and he's like, "Yo, it's diesel. That boat's yeah. lugging out." But I actually think it's a nice arc because the whole the beginning of the movie, he is literally like attacking these protesters and at the end of the movie his final act is he saves the world these people are protesting to stop the oil drilling right save oil drilling save he, the world please stop the oil drilling he does save the but world it's oil exactly. drilling that saves the yeah world. that's the thing yeah. he, i don't think he ever learns like he's like um, yeah like ben affleck's gonna get back to earth and just immediately open up his oil. only oil drilling yeah, yeah. His, own, his own oil drilling company which he already did i in... wanted to walk back real quick i started to say that you can spot michael bay instantly in the nasa engineer right. scene because he looks like and then i trailed off but he looks like a dad who buys his his son's friend's wine coolers <laughs> mm. he really does Continue. Cool dad. <laughs> Michael Bay just wants to be a You guys cool going to have some girls over? All right. Here's some Bartles and James. <laughs> Bring some for me. Just yeah. kidding. Not kidding. JK, not <laughs> kidding. Um, and he hangs out too long. But this movie, in general, is it's kind of the Trump of movies because all the scientists are like seen as these like nervous little, I'm going to say cucks, beta cucks. Yeah, these soy boy astronaut NASA people who are they don't know "Ah." jack about drilling. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all like nervous and like, oh, we gotta we we leave exactly. And then like these the big manly oil rig people come in and show them how it's done. Exactly, that's kind of my takeaway from this movie is that there's this sort of view of science, and we the heroes and America are gonna sort of just brute force just smack science in the face with a fist mm-hmm. and that's how we'll win and the as we get all these exposition dumps in the beginning of 
the president is listening to this conference call and some nerdy scientist is like, here's the anomaly at uh, 7.3 angles and here's the anomaly. And the president's like, shut up with this damn anomaly stuff. Tell me what the hell this is. Speak English. And and like, the, I like the president is an incredibly old man who's perpetually in a room that none of the lights are on. And every time anything scientific has to happen, someone else has to come into the room and be like, it's the that's like Texas. shooting a BB gun at a freight train. Yeah. The whole ketchup bottle blowing a firecracker off your hand analogy. Anytime we get something nearing science, someone else has to come in and be like, no, here's a firecracker analogy. Here's a gun analogy. It's and like then, shooting a shotgun in a duck's asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the whole, you know, that's the whole movie. Basically, that's what we got to do. And all these scientists are like, oh, maybe we'll use so- solar winds to, to use this aluminum foil thing. <laughs> no, we're going to drill a hole in the center of this right. asteroid's asshole. <laughs> yeah. And that's the we're whole fuck this that's asteroid. The whole thesis of the movie. That's yeah. the, the philosophy of the movie is American industrialism is going to defeat science yeah. by just being the best. It's like. I mean, it's these a guys are literally film. Yeah. It's a very Trump film, and it's a very it's it's a lot like the Marvel films in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. The military industrial complex will save the world. Yeah. So, um, just going through the scenes, uh, Bruce Willis <laughs> tries to kill Ben Affleck. Uh, he tries to just shoot him with a shotgun murder. on an oil rig, on yeah. an oil rig that has many open flames yeah. and uh, barrels and tubes full of. Of oil, because right. he's sleeping with his oil. A lot of things where a stray bullet could cause catastrophic damage. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, some Asian investors, here we go again, show up by helicopter onto his thing, and they keep following him around, being like, "Harry, thumbs up, yeah, number one." They're like, all wowed Jesus. by all the shiny things, yeah, yeah. pointing and, and like, they, yeah, they get completely doused in oil, and then they're again just like sort of just thumbs up. They look like they they're. It's horrible. I, I like I don't even want to say they're it. all the children. whole sequence is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the starstruck native stereotype. Yeah. So not um, great. Not great. No, not great. But don't worry, there's no more Asian characters in this film at oh, this no. point. No, there is an extremely racist Russian character. I guess. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty when you watch it again, he's in a USSR shirt and he's like also clearly my slurring drunk film. and he's wearing the Russian cap in space. And the Russian space station is like a jalopy in space, like for some reason. And he's just laying on that thick accent and it's just so it's a uh, hey, Hollywood it's Peter legend. Storm Peter Storm. Yeah. Actually I did an episode of the Smacked podcast. I don't want to bring up the name. Where we talked about, uh, we talked about weird science things that right. that existed, and I I brought in this thing. It was like for a live show we did, and the Russian space, the Mir space station was actually like really filthy, and they were, it was like filled with like all the wiring was sort of decaying, and there was all sorts of rotting shit on this. Spaceship. Perfect. So it actually is based in. In this space reality. station, there's a point if you remember they go through an ice tube. Yeah. Yeah, you can't breathe in or his lungs yeah, will freeze. Not sure what what part of the space station that's supposed to be, but that's where the fu- that's where the liquid oxygen, liquid right. oxygen liquid. is fuel, sure or whatever. <laughs> All right, yeah, I like that. the The thing that it's so telegraphed, but the thing that Peter Stormare tells Ben Affleck to do, he doesn't do. Like he fucks it up immediately. Right. But also, he explains it horribly. He just he sort of he's like, "Hey, you, I am the only person who knows how to use this Russian." fuel rig but i'm gonna have you ben affleck come down and use it because i have to do something else right now ben affleck hop in this frozen tube and then when it comes to explaining what he has to ben affleck has to do he's 
Peter Stormare just sort of like mumbles and like presses right. buttons, and Ben Affleck's like, "Please explain to me what's going on right now." And uh, yeah, there's everything also blows up. It's great. The sequence where everything's blowing up. I know we're skipping ahead. Oh yeah, he's Ben Affleck's at the bottom of that tube, and they start screaming at him. You have to get out. You have to get out. And he spends like 40 seconds screaming up at them like, what? What's going on? What are we doing? Like, the, the thing won't work. And like, they just keep screaming, get out. Mm. And he just stands there like a dunce. It's kind very of, frustrating. That sort of describes his role in this film. Hey, That's true. Let's, yeah. um, uh, I, I do oh, want to bring up. Brett's got a point. Okay. I can tell. He's got that <laughs> AJ, gleam in his eye. AJ sucks, right? AJ's terrible. Yeah. AJ's terrible. And I want to bring it up in in. <laughs> In reference to the ending, so we can kind of move it, but I want to bring it back to like how AJ sucks and how the movie is kind of stupid. Sure, but I love it. Anyways, so <laughs> let's move. Let's move on. Okay. Well, well I, I had some stuff to say about Ben Affleck too. As AJ, is that this movie he went, underwent a lot of abuse from Michael Bay from this movie. He Michael Bay um, forced him to get dental surgery for this movie. Mm, he does have nice teeth. Yeah, because he had like stu- his teeth look. Apparently bad before this, and well, like Michael like Bay little, he's got said like he had little, little baby teeth, teeth in the, yeah. in the uh, Good Will Hunting. He also almost died. Mm. Um, the spacesuits it cut off his oxygen, and no one knows till he's banging his head on a rock, I believe, to try to break it open. Um, and they had to, yeah, they had to go and in the underwater oxygen. stuff. Or um, no, it was the, like it was just like on the asteroid mm. or something like Jesus that. Christ. Yeah, like Ben Affleck. He got a lot. Of, he Michael Bay kept constantly reminding him that he was replaceable. Well, and then there's that legendary um, bit on the commentary where where Ben Affleck. Oh like, yeah. yeah, I asked, I asked Michael. I was like, hey, why wouldn't they just like? It doesn't make much sense to send the the drillers up there. Why wouldn't the drillers just show the science, the astronauts how to use the stuff, and then they go up there? And he told me, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> that's classic that's, Michael Bay. And that happens in the movie essentially. Yeah. yeah, they're like, hey, Harry, can you train these astronauts to do they it? Know Jack and about he's drilling. He's like, shut up, Billy Bob. The no. line. The, the, so yeah, going back um, like off the rec- oil rig. I like that he's recruited like a bunch of mid '90s Miramax stars. Yeah, like Billy Bob Thornton, Ben Affleck, Steve Buscemi. Oh gosh, the the cast is great. Yeah. It's a great all the, cast. All the trailers Wilson. are great. Will Patton. Hmm. Michael that? Clark Duncan. Will Patton's Michael the Clark sad Duncan. guy who has to leave a little space shuttle outside of his son's house. Oh, the yeah, yeah, addict. he's great. Yeah, Chick. Who yeah, gets chick, his, chick. He gets his son back at the end, but he's still a, like a gambling addict, and that's I assume so, yeah. He him. has my favorite line in almost any movie ever, where he says, when William Fickner pulls out a gun, he says, what are you doing with a gun in space? That's, oh, <laughs> it's so a good. perfect great. line. That's one of the best, too. Yeah. Um, so NASA picks up Bruce Willis from the oil rig. And yeah, they, they, they ask him to 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 help them with the drill patent that they stole. And yeah, there's the drilling there's the what's the line? These guys don't know jack about They don't know Jack about it, drilling. It also has the line drilling's a science, it's an art. Which again is like which one? <laughs> which and one is I'm it, a man? third generation driller. Like oh it's so great. Okay. And so they tell him they have like eighteen days. Yeah. And, but it's clear way more time has passed. Yeah. The timing is very weird in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> then again, there's this part where they're doing the sort of uh, – where they're explaining what the, the shuttle's going to have to do and that they're going to lift off at this time. And then 60 minutes later, they're going to land at the um, at the Russian space station. And then 60 hours later, that's almost three days they mm-hmm. get onto it. So right. there is an instant jump from the end of the – fuel explosion at the space station to them basically like being at the moon and oh, sort yeah. of doing that. That's actually, that's like two and a half days that's later. Several days later. There's yeah. a bunch of this because the part where they, where he's like, I'm going to need my team at the beginning, they have just gotten him off his rig and brought him to NASA and convinced him. And then they cut to the montage of him collecting his team. And Ben Affleck has started his own oil <laughs> company 
with his signs and everything. It's Derek's been less than a week. It's like at that point, you would assume he got off I, that rig. The implications like hours, right? It's you been would, hours. Well, it's probably been what like happens thirty six hours yeah. since he's. Harry's gotten off the rig and he's in Houston. Right. Yeah. All we know is that the next time they say when they're training, um, they say we have twelve days. That's so I know that it's between it's like it's like three and five days. Three and five days. It doesn't really matter because any amount of time is insane. Right. They're all scattered to the wind. Owen Wilson's riding a horse there's, in the American Midwest. There's yeah. not even a there, Harry says at one point like Man, these boys sure do scatter or whatever. Like once they get off the rig, they scatter. Why did any of them leave? They all have a job to do. Right. Like the it's only not thing the job didn't end. He fired AJ he and then said, Yeah, he told Chick, like, get AJ off. He's fired. Everyone keep doing your job. Right. And they're all <laughs> fucked off. They all fucked off. But Michael Clark Duncan's leading the police on a chase? Like, why? <laughs> why so did good. that happen? But we have an Aerosmith. The f- we have Aerosmith comes in, baby. Oh, yeah, Aerosmith is doing a cover of "Come um, Together." Is this oh, one that's of right. three songs of Aerosmith? They, yeah, they do a co- the cover of "Come Together," which is actually an older song they recorded. Uh, so they didn't record it specifically for this film. I know yeah, that because three, I know that because uh, my stepdad had the Aerosmith Greatest Hits collection, mm. and I listened to it. There are three Aerosmith songs yeah. in this. Sh- in this, there's the cover of "Come Together." There's "Sweet, Sweet Emotion, Emotion," and then "Don't Want to Miss a Thing." Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Of course, the biggest song of 1998. So we have two montages here. We have the Getting the Gang Together montage, which I love. I think it's great. We sure. Have, we have Steve Buscemi. He's he's like picking up some woman who just got married in New Orleans. Yeah. Chick is gambling. And again, Michael Clark Duncan is going on a high-speed motorcycle <laughs> chase in North Dakota. For some reason. Guys, <sighs> I have a question for you. Okay. Uh-huh. Can you describe the character Noonan? No. <laughs> Who plays Noonan? Who the hell is Noonan? Noonan is the other guy, the guy who's not the guy who dies instantly. Oh. He gets like two lines, he's just like, "All right. Okay." <laughs> he gets one line when in the scene where Bruce Willis comes to Billy Bob with their requests like to go to the White House to yeah. no, not pay taxes, which he goes, "Noonan wants some wants some women granted American citizenship." And they cut to this guy who's just like the least of the the drillers, the eight drillers that they bring, and he's just this sort of creepy-looking dude. And he like rubs his hands together. He's like, "Yes, yes." He's just like a creepy guy who wants to I marry two I don't remember this character woman. at all. No, I watched it last night and the part where they show spoilers all the dead people at the wedding on their framed photos. Yeah. They get to him and I'm like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> That's Noonan. Yeah, like, they mentioned him a few times. Time. He has like one or two lines like at the scene where <laughs> they're all at the, the the conference table and they're all sort of like hemming yeah. and hawing about whether they what or the not f- they want to do it. I look this character up. Who the oh, I looked fuck up. I looked Noonan? up. Noonan. <laughs> doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. No, screw it. <laughs> he's, he's there. He's in the movie. He's just like, uh, you know, when they're like, do you want to do this? Like, we might all die or whatever. Why he's does just he like, exist? I don't know. <laughs> they, they sort of just needed an even number of characters. Right. And he, he doesn't survive. He and Owen Wilson die in right. the, the, the crash, at, you know, about halfway through the movie. And they sort of turn... We get a scene where they... You see Owen Wilson's die, died, and AJ comes up to Owen Wilson and sort of cries and is like, Oscar, no. <laughs> and then they sort of like turn around Noonan, but there's like really big glare from like all just the Michael Bay lights and shit. Mm-hmm. And you can't even really see. 
that he's dead. I he's thought the he one was like that... one of the astronauts. No, no, no. There's another guy. There's Noonan. One of the roughnecks. <laughs> Fuck is Noonan? Justice for Noonan. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Justice for Noonan. Who that is scene? this character? He's in there. He's in it. There's just Watch. like a blank spot. It's like he was <laughs> Sorry, a ra- it's like he was eternal sunshine from my <laughs> I mind. Think, I think you need to watch all two and a half hours of this movie yeah. again. I thought I'd watched it enough, but Jesus Christ, this Noonan scene- thing was a real curveball. <laughs> The scene where they're making demands is one of two Michael Bay films where he's like briefly obsessed with who shot Kennedy, I noticed. Because The Rock Rock does that as well. Um, Honey, you want to know who shot JFK? (laughs) They don't say that. We need The Rock, too. I love... Oh, yeah. Connery is still kicking it. Yeah, Yeah, but he's not going to do anything. He's like 95 years old. Yeah, he he Um, looks uh, very old, if you've seen him lately. (laughs) Oh, I haven't. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I noticed from here on is that they're all just hanging out at NASA. Like... To the point where, like, there's a scene where, like, Bruce Willis walks in Mission Control and Owen Wilson is just playing with the buttons yeah, and the thing. Of, and it's like, well, NASA wouldn't let you do that. He's in, like, the Apollo mission, like, yeah. the set from Apollo 13, yeah. literally. And then he's like, hey, where's my daughter? And he's like, oh, she's going, she's hanging out in an engine. Oh, and her and Ben Affleck are just having a picnic in great. a rake. They do that scene in fucking X-Men First Class, yeah. too. Yes. Well, just, let's, uh, for some reason, somebody decided hanging out in a pipe is super romantic. That's true. Or, <laughs> was that X Men First Class? Yeah, yeah. It's Beast and uh, yeah, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. Mystique. So the, from this point on until like they lift off, which is like another half hour later, everyone from his team a a collection, a veritable collection of scoundrels and criminals. Basically, just has a jumpsuit and walks around NASA freely. Yeah, yeah. they're it's making like out live in the there. engine of a fucking yeah. space shuttle. Owen Wilson is in the Apollo 13 set, like pressing all the pressing buttons. buttons. I mean, I'm sure it's not plugged in anymore, but get out of there! No, no, you can hear it on the loudspeaker his voice. Like he's, oh, yeah, like he's every scene I mean, is in a fucking. They're doing this drilling thing, and they're out in the desert, yeah. and there's flames. The part where they're, they're in this giant anti-gravity chamber. He's saying goodbye to his daughter in the sort of hollowed out shell of the launch pad from Apollo 1. Yeah. There's just every great location yeah, scouting. Yeah, it's like it's they great. got NASA and they're like, well, let's let's shoot everything we can in Cape Canaveral, I assume is where it was. You'd, you'd assume if it were NASA, they, these guys would literally be locked in their dorms all day yeah. long. Yeah, right. They, when they do the medical examination, it's all of them together in a room for some reason. So we have another like, montage that's, here. Yeah, that's <laughs> with, the second montage. With, uh, I'm your pusher man. With a... <laughs> With a white hot cameo by and, Udo Kier. And there is an implication that probably Michael Clark Duncan is taking horse ketamine. Yes. Just on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> Great fucking detail of this movie. You know, this movie led him to getting the role in the Green Mile. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, Bruce Good Willis him. suggested wow. him to the... Uh, he will producer. be missed. He's great. He's he a great president. Great. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's great in this. Rest in paradise, you think, Clark Duncan. You think Ving Rams is secretly like, yes. Yeah, I'm sure. All the more roles for me. He's he's got that Mission Impossible money. Yeah, that's know, true. He does. He just, he that's the best on. thing in the world. That's oh, the yeah. best thing. Every fucking six years, hey man, just sit in a helicopter and wear this right. Bluetooth wear headset and be like, I don't know, Ethan. Yeah. Go for it, Ethan. Yeah. That's so, Ethan. <laughs> I have a question about um, Liv Tyler's character in this. Sure, Grace. How old is she supposed to be? Early twenties, I guess. Because here's I guess so. here's the thing: is every time they talk to Harry about his daughter, like all his friends, they talk about her like she's fifteen. They're like, oh, you, you don't remember what it's like to be that age, all those hormones going through your body. Her and AJ, whenever Bruce Willis is mad that they're getting married, the explanation is just, 
that she's cha- her body's changing. Like, I think that was it's very strange. I think that explanation was meant to be like because that comes from Buscemi, right? It comes from a bunch of them. It happens twice. Oh, and Wilson bu- talks about it. And he's like, "You're not much older than her," and he's like, "That's why I know what it feels like to go through these changes." And it's like, "How old are you, Owen Wilson? Like, are well, you like, all supposed to be teenagers? What's I, going on?" I think I thought the implication there was that none of them knew knows what the fuck they're talking about. I guess they all sort of view but her as you know, still Harry's a little, little girl, girl or yeah. something. Because yeah, she's been I guess she's I been on a that. fucking oil rig her whole life. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I always took that as these guys are all fucking clowns. Like, right. They don't they don't know the f- the first thing That's about. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> about drilling. About oh, drilling. No. They don't know jack about drilling. I want to talk about the animal crackers. Um, oh yeah. I have one thing right that happens right before this. Okay. This okay. happens Let's... a couple times in the movie. When Harry, there's a scene where Harry asks for them all to get the night off before yeah. they go. No when escort. Harry, no escort. Great idea. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into a bunch of fight. Let's get into a fight. Oh, with a bunch so of he gets fucking super drunk and dies in a car accident. <laughs> like, when the shot when Harry's like, "Hey, Billy Bob, I have a question to ask you." He it is like that shot in Man of Steel where Superman is like floating in front of the picture of like the stained glass image oh, of yeah. Jesus. He is. In front of the American flag, like an American flag that's like four stories tall. Yeah, <laughs> and that happens later in the movie with Liv Tyler. But Michael when he's Bay like asking for subtle. time off for his guys. He's standing in front of mm-hmm. the American yeah. flag. Oh yeah, just you know when you're hanging out at you know in Houston at NASA headquarters, the four the forty foot tall right. American flag. Anyways, they have the night off. All right, animal crackers. So I I I noticed something new about this scene last night. Um. Because everybody knows this scene. It's batshit. Right. It's um, it's Ben Affleck playing with animal crackers on Liv Tyler's stomach. What I didn't notice is the establishing shot of them. They're at an abandoned gas station. The shot is a swamp in the foreground, and then the silhouette of a gas station, an old-timey gas station in their car. And that's where he's taken her to play with animal crackers, crackers and probably fuck. Again, right. The location scouting in this movie is excellent. The guys all get the night off, and on the same night, Chick happens to be in the same city. Right, where he was his driving aban- distance of his abandoned family. Family, Buscemi and Noonan probably go to a strip club that's like in a cathedral. The, the classic the, Michael Bay strip. It's club. like yeah. Four stories yeah. tall. It's made of stone. It it's looks stri- like playing Aerosmith. It's the strip club. It's another it's the Aerosmith strip club song. from Bad Boys. It looks like if Westminster Abbey was turned into a strip right. club. Yeah. yeah. He always does this. We go to this abandoned gas station. Yeah. It's great. Where and then, Ben Affleck's like gonna blow her with some animal crackers. Yeah. And then <laughs> like, okay, so they're at a swamp gas station. <laughs> an abandoned swampy gas station yep. doing cookie sex. Mm-hmm. And Liv Tyler asks, Do you think anybody else in the world is doing this? And it's like Man, what? I hope so, or else what do we find? No. For? Yes. Of that, course not. No, no one has ever done this. But this is why when this movie came out. Everyone was like, "That's ridiculous." It's a uh, that scene is ridiculous. No one had ever thought of that before. It's great. It's great. I, I think, mean, it's horrible. I remember, I but no, a- no one's doing that. No one's pressing no, <laughs> animal crackers onto Liv Tyler's tit, which yeah. happens. You see him depress yeah. an yeah. animal cracker. He applies onto her force, supple breasts. <laughs> he sticks a, a cracker in her pants, like. Yep. It's really like it's really fucking weird. Does and she's he, like into it. She's really yeah. into question. It. Does AJ go down on Liv Tyler and eat, eat the, the cracker. cracker first? Of course. Of course. That's the Give only reason her. you yeah. do you tap dance around that. By a yeah. dusty old gas station, probably yep. still smelling like old gas. It's probably he takes mosquitoes. All his victims. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I remember Abe was telling me once, I believe it was on a, a Smacked movie shrub <laughs> episode, <laughs> that this scene is actually like a shorthand term in filmmaking now. You see it in Animal Cracker scene. Yeah. Because it impacts the plot in no way. It yeah. doesn't give us any new information about okay. these characters. I, it just takes up time. I think I, what Michael Pay thought was he was <laughs> establishing a connection between these characters. But they, but they already established it. They were making out in the hollowed out I know. I think Michael Bay I think Michael Bay was like, this is going to be like a scene in Titanic. This is going to be like right, a he thought it was like from here to eternity. Romantic <laughs> like, scene. And it was Hand, the dust, the, the yeah. sweaty hand on the side of the in, Model yeah. T. In front of this fucking maggot-ridden swamp <laughs> by a gas station. Yep. Also, at this point, Billy Bob reveals that he has braces on his legs. Yeah, like, braces on my legs. They never established that. No, this movie's been going on for like an hour and 15 minutes, and he's like, pulls up his slacks. He's like, I and wish he'd like, come up there with I you. can't be a... You know what? This movie, I actually think, does a really good job... Lots of these bad movies don't. They set up things that they never pay off, or they pay off things that were like never established. Right. And this movie sets up many things. It sets up the Greenpeace thing. These people are protesting Harry that he's destroying the Earth, and he saves the Earth at the end of the movie. Billy Bob has this scene where he's like, I have braces on my legs, and all I want is to be an astronaut and get that patch. First of all, you're the director of NASA. I'm sure you can get a patch. Yeah, they sure there's some fucking get one, man. Go yeah. to the costume Just department. <laughs> get a patch. They'll give you a goddamn and then at the patch. End, Harry rips off his own patch and says, "Gives this to Billy to whatever Billy Bob." Gives to Billy Bob, yeah. And then there's also this weird scene in the middle where they're training, where they go in the anti gravity chamber, and Watts, the the one's female uh, yeah, astronaut, astronaut, is like, "Hey, bear, if I were to I'm, kick you in the balls," which is great. And then yeah. it cuts to Buscemi, who's like, "Ooh, yeah." Yeah, <laughs> he, he keeps... wants to get kicked in the nuts so hard that he flies off into space forever, like George Clooney so in Gravity. This, yeah, there's this scene. <laughs> There's a scene where they're basically... He's like, oh yeah, I'd come so hard. <laughs> there's a scene where they're objectifying the one female astronaut. Yeah, there's and a she couple... threatens to kick them in the balls. And I'm like, this scene's stupid. But then later in the movie where they have to sort of jump the crevasse in the armadillo, right. they're they're like, hey, Bear, don't you remember when Watts was going to kick you in the balls? Yeah. Like, it actually... They, That's true. They pay off That's true. all these stupid scenes where I'm watching it. I'm like, this is stupid. They just want to bang this chick. And they want to have this joke where Steve Buscemi like... Seems like he like wants to get it. kicked in the ball. Right. He's, he's also into the lady who straps rock. him into the ship, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's into literally every female that is around. Yeah. I do want to talk about some of the, the NASA scientists, because some of them have some of my favorite lines that are very simple. When they're ready, they're going to go on the ship, mm-hmm. and they're all sitting around. Like, this old NASA guy comes in and just goes, astronauts. <laughs> I don't them in. It's like that's the best fucking line. Man. Yeah, it's good. And, and and twice, I think twice they're like, "Freedom crew this way, independence yeah. crew that way." And it's like they didn't tell them which. It just seemed weird. Like basically, yeah. they have this multi-billion-dollar plan to save the world, and at the end, it comes down to like a third graders field trip of being like, yeah. all right, kids, bus one over here, <laughs> bus blue over there. And then Mission Control, right before they launch, one of the guys goes, it's pucker time. And it's like, come on, Mission what? Control. <laughs> Be a little there's more a lot of There's a lot of phrases, like, we, there's a lot of phrases in this movie that are like, like when she, when Liv Tyler's introducing Buscemi's character, said, and he's called Rockhound because he's horny. It's like, yeah. is that an expression? Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess like, like oh, you're she, a hound. She, she you're says a it like she yeah. says it like it's obvious, like rock hound. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, he's rock ha- hard. And I a hound. guess and a hound. He's um, a dog with a boner. Yeah. yeah, he fucked a dog. That's oh, what he did. No. So oh. the part 
the parts where they're gonna they're about to go into space. There's two things I want to point out. Mm-hmm. The presidential speech sequence Classic where bang. they Give it they, in the dark. they show the whole world listening and they cut to like middle America and it's daytime and they're listening to the radio and then New York and it's daytime and they're listening to the radio and then India and it's daytime and they're listening to the radio and then like Ireland Ireland it is day across the the globe and it's the same shot that's in Pearl Harbor it's like sort of underneath the kids like playing with the paper airplane or the toy airplane and the camera spinning and under them at the same time there's like that famous shot in Pearl Harbor where the kids are throwing the baseball and the Japanese I wouldn't call fly it famous, over. but yes. That's like one of the yeah. – it's a money shot. There's two money shots in the movie. There's that one and then when the, the bomb drops. Right. You know, um, we're not – I don't want to talk about that. Which he stole Harvard and used in Transformers. That oh, The bomb drop, they do it again in the second I didn't Transformers. See, oh, I, I've only seen the first one. Um, it was uh, more than enough for is, me. Is Michael Bay a flat earther? I'm sure we're supposed to glean is. from this that it's yeah. daytime on the earth everywhere? Yeah. It just looks good. Pretty sure. So, um we also ha- are treated at this point to our second of the <laughs> I, of the slow mo. <laughs> I'm sorry, real qu- real quick. Do flat earthers realize that if flat Earth is true, there would be no night? <laughs> no, they they figured out. They have night okay. for everybody. You can Google at the same it. Time. They'll have a they'll All have right. an explanation. <laughs> we get three shots in this movie. Everyone knows the shot where everyone is walking side by side in slow motion. Yeah, it's the right stuff shot. It's the right and stuff it's, shot. And yeah. it, the first time they do it in this movie. William Fickner or somebody goes, talk about the wrong stuff. Yeah. Classic. 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 And then, so that happens when the guys first come in from their their motorcycle chase. Yeah. yeah. And then it happens again when they're walking to the shuttle again. And then it happens one more time at the end. The, the sort of right stuff. All sorts of movies ripping off. Monsters, Inc. has that shot. Yeah. Right. It's a famous shot. Yeah, yeah. And this they have, leaving on a jet plane, which is my second observation about the sequence. They don't know the words to leaving on a jet plane. Or the they know the They know the beginning lines and then they get to the chorus and they all just keep repeating leaving on a jet plane don't know when i'll be back again sure. for like a minute yeah. they're just repeating it over and over again and then they like cut to nasa listening in and you can hear it, like tinny in the background yeah. and it, like we don't know how that scene end but it, it must have just been them all like quietly, quietly stopping, just, like, one stopping. by one and being like all right see ya like it's, it's bad can we talk about Owen Wilson for a hot minute? I can talk about Owen Wilson for 30 minutes. Around this point, Owen Wilson's getting a lot of screen time because he's not going to be with us for much longer. Right. right. He, in the scene where they're all sort of deciding whether or not they want to do the mission, he's like, wow, this is just, this is just real true blue American wow. era stuff. And then when they're wow, getting yeah. on the shuttle at at this point, they're strapping him in. He's like, wow, this is... I, I, I forgot what he said, but he's like on mushrooms and cocaine yeah. at the same, at the same <laughs> well, time he's in the, this movie. He's, he's, he's Dak in, in Empire Strikes Back. So I feel like I could take on the whole Empire yeah. myself. Yeah. He's the guy that's like, I can't wait to get back home from the war and I'm going to have a Dodger dog. And like, oh, you're about to <laughs> fucking explode. Yeah. There's also the scene not to, I think it's Owen Wilson doing this. There's a few of them where they're explaining exactly what the ships are going to do to slingshot around the moon. Yeah, yeah. And their reaction is like, we're going to space. Like they seem completely surprised that they're doing this stuff and they've been training for already for days and days. It's a very weird scene yeah, for days. To yeah. Go they're like, space. we're going to training shot for days yeah. to go into space. <laughs> <laughs> this is also around the time when Owen, Owen Wilson was really Sean beaning it. Yeah. At this point in the 90s. He mm. died in every single house movie. House on Hunted Hill, Anaconda. That's what you got to do. Not the Anaconda. haunting, sorry. You know, not house haunting, Anaconda. He burst Armageddon. on the scene with, with uh, 
with Bottle Rocket, and he's mm-hmm. getting all these like little these little parts and stuff, and then he's gonna... oh yeah, Rushmore, he's yeah. dead already. This is also peak. Wow, like wow. I watched The Haunting recently, and he does it throughout that movie all the time. That's like, his thing. Yeah, I feel like he cut down on it later, but this is peak peak wow That's for peak. Wow. I think we talked about the uh, the space station. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about the launch because oh. they also launch two shuttles. Like within fifty feet of each other into at the space same at time. the same time at night too. They that usually at night. do them in the morning. In the All morning. of that is insane. <laughs> Every part of that is insane. All of this is a terrible decision. Yeah, they're like practically touching when they're in space. Yeah, every shot you're like, I, that's a little bit too close. That's a, <laughs> yeah. If I were on the five right now, I'd be like looking at my at my rearview mirror. I'd be like, get the fuck off my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Airplanes don't fly that close to each other. Yeah. No. Surely space shuttles yeah. shouldn't. That no. would have been the announcement they'd have to give the American people like, well, we decided to launch them both at night right next to each other, and they sort of collided, and now the And then is... 20 minutes later in the film, when one of them blows up because they're flying right next to each other into yeah. this like horrific asteroid storm. Yeah. Yeah, of course one of them like blows up. Runs right into the asteroid and yeah. blows up, and the dead pilot just keeps, keeps like they have like three shots of the dead pilot flopping around and uh, hitting the windshield. Really punish that guy, and someone's like, "What's that?" Yeah. It's a dead guy, it's man. A dead dude, bro. <laughs> He's super dead. And they land. Yeah, there's the not. Asteroid. This is what I stopped taking as many notes because it was same. Pretty standard. They get to the asteroid. It's very boring. Yeah, I I thought that that was a lot of the movie, but it actually not that much happens. They mm-hmm. land. It's only like forty five. Steve minutes Buscemi of the film. is a maniac oh, yeah. of a two and a half hour film. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, um, you know when you have to drill on an asteroid, you have this sort of armadillo, right? You have this uh, this all terrain vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. With a machine a, gun. Yeah. You gotta yeah, have a, gat- a fucking so machine gun. There's a reveal that it has a Gatling gun, which is insane because they do the the what are you doing with a gun in space? Like that's supposed to be shocking. It's like, dude, there's so many guns right now in yeah. space. You, I'm not like, sure. Could that could that gun even fire? I don't know. Can the reaction required to shoot a bullet happen in, so. with no oxygen and no? I think I don't know. So. I'm I'm talking on my ass right now. I'm pretty I have sure. no idea if you can I was see curious about Mythbusters podcast. Yeah, I um, was I was incredulous about the drilling process too, and I was looking into it, and the drilling seemed actually pretty legit. They were taking pipes and adding them on because yeah. they had to get down to the 800 feet. Yeah, and like it seemed like they someone sat down and thought about the drilling in this movie, which was weird. But someone paid as attention you know, to it. it's a science. It's an art. Yeah, yeah. They don't know jack about drilling. <laughs> So, there, yeah, I have some notes. The Gatling gun on the armadillo. There's a part where Steve Buscemi looks at the earth and he has like little Oakley sunglasses just go yeah. and go over his eyes. Completely necessary to insane. have in your in your space suit. Um, yeah, the best best line of the movie, he's lost his mind. He's got space dementia. Yeah. I'd like to retract my former statement about the guns. Of course, combustion can work. How would the engines work? Right, right. So... <laughs> I, I assume bullets would come out maybe slower. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on, or maybe, well, a bullet would certainly just keep going if you fired it straight. Yeah, there, it would. It would continue going. It would never slow down, right? I don't know. So I, I want to. Yeah, sure. I'm going to say yes, hard yes, because there's nothing to stop your momentum. Yeah. So I want to bring it back to AJ right now because sure. they, yeah, AJ's armadillo hooks up with the main crew after Max, the fat, the fat guy. Gets launched in the space. Yeah, the guy from Herman's Head. (laughs) This entire movie, 
so we have many sequences. We have the underwater training sequence yeah. where they're like, Harry, the boss of everybody, the leader who like knows drilling because it's a science, it's an it's art. An He's, a third gener- He's a third generation. He's a third generation driller. Generation driller. <laughs> he keeps telling people like, "Hey, turn it off," or "Hey, turn it well, on," or "Go uh, faster or slower." And AJ is the hot shot. But even with Max, Stamper's like, "Hey, Max, turn it off." And Max is like, "I don't know what I'm doing," and floats right, away. Gas right. pocket, it gets blown so, off into space. In the beginning of the movie, there's this sort of info that AJ has been secretly drilling at night. I don't know how how oil how oil stuff works, and it leads to them hitting oil, but there's an explosion and all sorts of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And then later in the movie, when they're training, they're in the underwater pool, and AJ wants to be a hot shot. They're giving him the little simulated mm-hmm. drilling experience, and Harry's like. AJ, turn it down. I'm your boss. You should be listening to me. And, Harry, and he's like, no. And they, they mess up he the He breaks simulation. the drill. Yeah. He makes, and then he kind of gives him the speech. Hey, man, we know hot dogging on this, on this mission. And then here we go. This is the end. This is the third part of yep. the triptych. AJ is now drilling. This is their last drill head. This is their last transmission. And they're at like 750 feet, and they have to get to 800. And all the same stuff is happening the transmission is getting funky yep. all, everything's rumbling and harry's like hey stop it and aj's just like no, no. let me do this harry and harry's like you do all you right. man and like, it works even though we've given yeah, completely no wrong indication arc. that this will work like yeah, that's the com- wrong arc every yeah no he has to listen to he's ha- gotta listen to harry that's, that's how the I, arc exactly yeah. exactly like, so it's just like Back to the whole theme of just like American brute just force punching, it until punching it works. science. Yeah. All right, it didn't work half. the first two times, but it's gonna work now because I have faith in God. Right. They keep saying like God, I could really use your right help right about yeah, now. Yeah, so that that was a part that was like, oh, this is this is weird that he keeps invoking ba- the Almighty. AJ has not lo- learned a lesson. No, he doesn't learn anything. There's no. a lot of moments of like, God damn it, just let me do this, or like, God damn it, it's gonna work. Like when they try to set off the nuke early and yeah. And um, and they have to like NASA like hacks the signal and, and yeah. the military gets involved. I also notice Liv Tyler once she learns that AJ is back, she stops like caring about the fate of the world. The point where there's a point where they think it failed. Yeah, well, and then they're talking about Bruce Wilson. And AJ coming back, and they're like not sure. And she like grabs a guy, and she's like, "Those are my men up there. You better get them back." And it's like you just also learned that the world's gonna explode. Like, why are you still concerned about getting them back at that point? Like, her singular mission throughout that sequence is these people have to get back, even during the moments where they're like, "It looks like the world's gonna explode." Like, she doesn't give a fuck. Like, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of very angry, passionate people grabbing other people and screaming at them. And being objectively wrong yes. when they're screaming. Yeah. It's weird. AJ sucks. It's weird because back to this sort of like America is right sort of thing. The American right. military, like, and is sort of exemplified by Keith David, who's great in everything. Oh, yeah. He, they come in. So I just don't understand what this movie's point of view is. It's like NASA is good except for when they're bad and they're eggheads. So like the American military comes in and they're like, we're just going to blow up the nuke right, right now. Even And the NASA's like, please don't. You're just going to like kill everybody and the mission will be over. Right. But then the but then all the NASA guys are like eggheads who the, the only, you know. The only cool egghead is fucking Malfoy's father there. <laughs> Jason. Uh, oh, Jason. Jason. Yeah, no, he's cool. Who like I was I was. Very baffled by his performance because it felt like he wanted to fuck the room. 
Oh yeah. Like everything he said, it was like he was hitting on everybody. Yeah. And he's like, imagine, imagine, uh, what was was it? Imagine a firecracker in your fist. Yeah. Like he was so, he was so sexy about everything he was saying. It was very strange. Jason Isaac, man. That's how he is, man. He strolls in there. Also, I like how nobody else in the world gets involved but America. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else's telescope spotted. We don't even tell there's, the world. We don't tell the world. There's a there's a line as there's sort of as they're about to take off the shuttles. There's sort of sort of like a cacophony of like news reporters, news reports. Like, and one of the reporters says, "In a joint venture between Japan and right. France, and what you know, whatever." But there's no. It's not like the Martian that shows you like, all right, here we're actually flying to China, and we're going to ask the Chinese government for this for yeah. this help. It's just sort of all done by the Americans, and maybe they just ask the rest of the other governments to Venmo them yeah. at the end. The fact that also on one telescope would spot this asteroid two weeks before it hits yeah. is ludicrous. Yeah. You know how many telescopes are watching space well, all I, the no, time? I think what happens is a bunch more asteroids like hit. They say something like, there's only nine telescopes that can see this, and we control eight. And it's like... Hmm. No, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean it works in the internal logic of the film, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sure, film, you can say that. All right, I man. Guess. <laughs> like, there's so. a lot of stuff like that where the film like takes care of plot holes by just saying stuff like that, and you're like, okay, I guess I can't argue with that. So at the end of this film, I want to ask you guys. Yeah, I'm assuming you guys saw it in theaters when it came out. Oh yeah, of course. <sighs> yeah, probably. Did you guys cry at the end? Okay. I, I choked up a little yeah, watching it sad. last night. I cried when I watched it in theaters, and I got choked up last night. It's a, it's an effective, like daughter saying goodbye to her dad who's about to die scene. I think it's a, it's I an effective, it's, it's not, an effective major character death. I think that's yeah. not the part that gets me. The part that gets me, like, is him saying goodbye to AJ. Yeah, yeah. Being like, I loved you like a son. He's like, Harry, no, I love you. And it's like, oh, my God, they could have said this all along, but they didn't. And now they have to say goodbye. Yep. It was so sad. So and sad. It blows up. But I can definitely see why. I, I'm sure that that scene was the pitch to Bruce Willis of, like, you get to sacrifice yourself bl- nuking an asteroid to save the Earth. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll do this movie. Like, I feel like that sequence is the only reason Bruce Willis. And, well, that and money. Yeah, sure, a lot of money. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I read a lot of reviews of this film over the last couple of days, and I think one of the reasons why a lot of people didn't like it is that it is a nonstop assault on the senses. Yes. From literally the first moment when my neighbor gets killed by the asteroid to Eddie Griffin's bulldog getting yeah. almost yeah. killed, it just doesn't stop. And by the time they land on the fucking asteroid you're exhausted you're like, and you don't oh care. my god i'm yeah. bored yeah and, and you just want and to be then over. again you know bruce willis stays behind they're taking off and then like another th- random thing explodes and harry loses the detonator and he has to sort of crawl back to it and there's this shot of william fickner who's the the pilot he's like oh maybe we have to turn around even though there's 30 seconds left and chick goes what does he say he goes harry will do it he doesn't know how to fail. Yeah. And at that point, they can't turn around. It would, it would take too long. Yeah, yeah, but that, exactly. that's so, when the movie gets exhausting, when like they're trying like, to get off the asteroid. They're like, the engine's failed. And it's like, just fucking end movie. I know. Yeah, and then the engine failed. They need, they need to list, lift off. And the female pilot of the space shuttle, who seemingly would know how a space shuttle works, needs to be removed by the drunk cosmonaut who like bang, hits it with a wrench in yeah. his leg. Russian sister, Russian uh, instruments, American instruments, all made in Taiwan. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a, it just love that character. He's great. A, no, I love Peter Stormare. <laughs> the, yeah, you know. the movie has some good moments, but it's generally exhausting. Yeah, it's hard to watch. It's completely reason. insane. It's hard to watch all in one sitting because it's so long and just such a. It remind it's it's the Transformers thing where it's just like it's so long and it's such a nonstop thing that it just becomes boring. Yeah. So I when there's still like forty minutes left. So I understand why why. Adult film reviewers were like, "This is a bit much." I was eleven, and and I'm I'm sure I'm probably uh, you know biased in that. Like, I saw this movie when I was eleven, and I just watched it a million times. Well, yeah, I saw it. I was fifteen I when I saw bad. it, and I I really felt like it was like because I was I was all on board for Michael Bay because I loved Bad Boys, I loved The Rock. I was like, mm-hmm. "This is gonna be the shit," and right. I watched it, and I thought it was like so profound and like this huge. Have you drama seen... action movie? I was like, this is the shit. Have you seen Bad Boys recently? Yeah, that is not a good picture. I still like it. <laughs> I never, I never actually, I didn't see it. I watched it for the first time recently, and I was like, this is this is a tough hang. It's very nineties. Bad Boys Two has the same problem that, yeah. as Armageddon, where I liked Bad Boys Two when you'd watch it to friends with friends hadn't seen it there's a point where they're like wait they're going to like cuba now the like cuba portion can yeah. the movie end already and nope. that's sort of armageddon where when they when they launch in the space i had this realization like oh my god there's still the whole space thing to <laughs> yeah. happen they like it's, not yet it's, gone to it's space it's a fucking marathon yeah yeah so in summation i don't want to miss a thing yeah. no of course not it's uh i don't want to close my eyes at any point during armageddon so you <laughs> you just articulated that your feelings about Armageddon haven't really changed much. So you don't think it's a bad movie. No, I mean, I think it's – I now understand why people don't like it. I think it is – it's about a half hour too long. Yeah. It is unrelenting in the, the action and the blowing stuff up. And now we're in China and China has been blown up. And now yeah. we're in France and France has been blown up. The Eiffel Tower has been blown up. It just doesn't stop. I think, but I think it's really charming. I think the crew, I mean, the whole, like, this crew of Michael Clark Duncan and Owen Wilson and Steve Buscemi. It's got a good cast. It's got a really good cast. Yeah. And, and then, and even Billy Bob and Jason Isaac yeah. and Keith David down in the, in the Mission Control Center. I think it's, I think it's a good cast to hang out with for a very a long time. It's afternoon. trying its hardest. This yeah. And it's I, certainly, I think the ending is, is pretty emotionally affecting for a B movie. Yeah, sure. I was actually when we when I first learned we were doing Armageddon, my first thought was like, "Well, but that's not a movie people hate." And then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, it has terrible reviews." It's one of two Michael Bay films that in the Criterion Collection. It is. I thought of this as like a middle of the road movie where people didn't feel passionate like hatred for it, but it's a movie that I'm like, I, I kind of feel like I've seen it enough. Yeah. Like that's the only way I could put it is that in in thirty years if I'm still alive and someone's like want to watch Armageddon I'd still be like no I've had enough Armageddon yeah, I've had enough yeah like I I've seen it as many times as I need to see Armageddon it's certainly and not, I am ready to move on it is nowhere near Michael Bay's worst film yeah I'll, I'll well yeah that. but that I couldn't even I wouldn't even know what it which one it is I would assume it's probably a, a Transformer yeah film. it's yeah. gotta be. There's no way it can. Saw the first Transformers, Although, and I was like, that's, that's I'll enough. say Pain and Gain was... See, I like Pain and Gain. See, I didn't like Pain and Gain because it was a mean movie. It is very mean. Because I, it's like but making fun of these criminals 
And they're like, look how wacky and stuff these criminals are. And then the ending credits is like Gangster's Paradise comes on. And then the ending, like, true story stuff is like, anyway, they killed themselves in prison. And it's just like, oh, okay. And it's just like, well, what? Why are you making this like a funny movie? Like, these people were awful. And then, yeah, there was sort of a movement behind that movie. I felt that, like, it was going to be the low key, like, secretly good Michael Bay movie. Right. That, like, even. Even intellectuals, I think like it, even intellectual movie fans could go in it because it's like high trash. But I, was, I, I didn't really, I didn't think Pain and Gain was like anything special. It felt like punch. It was a lot of punching down, which Michael Bay does a lot. Oh yeah, his movies are very mean spirited. Yeah, but we yeah. can do that on a Pain and Gain podcast. Sure, that's um, a, that's not an episode of this podcast. That is a separate series, right? The Pain, Pain and, and Gain, podcast, the Pain and Gain, yeah. po- right? Correct. Podcast, we just yeah. it's an entire series about Pain and Gain. Good. That's what I thought. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think my. Well, my opinions definitely changed over the years, but mm. Mm. yeah. So I, you know, I think it's a good. It's <laughs> it's fine. I love it. It's it's a stupid movie. It's it. I think it's enjoyably insane, but yeah, I definitely am on. I agree with Dave in that it's not a movie I can watch over and over again. Yeah. Like it's not like Congo. Yes, it's not Where like I can Congo. always watch Congo. Yeah, yeah. I think we can all agree that Congo is a great film that um, you can watch over and over again. It's yeah, just so. so, so much. It's so much that it's just exhausting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I understand it. I, I love it. I, I think it's good. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it in like 10 years, and you know, I'll probably wait another 10 to check it out. Right, but yeah. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, it's not. It's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a totally insane film, but that's Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Brett, thanks for bringing this goddamn movie. Do you have um, anything you'd like to anything plug? You'd like to plug? I appreciate it, guys. Um, follow me on Twitter at Brett Raider. Don't know when this episode's coming out, but if you, the listener, like the television program Big Brother. It's my, like my secret fave. It's the only reality television programming I watch, and I have a podcast about it mm. called Hey Julie. Check it out. Hey Julie, or on Twitter at Hey Julie BB. Uh, or listen to the other uh, unpopular opinion. That's why you're here, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you check out that show. I'm on that one every week. Yeah. So thanks programs. a lot, guys. I really appreciate it. I've been a fan of the show uh, since it started, and uh, I love I love this well, thanks, show. Thanks, man. And for I coming love, on. I love stupid movies. Oh, yeah. They're the oh, best. Yeah. They're great. yeah. Tom, should we plug our thing? Yeah, we should probably plug our Patreon. Can... We're uh, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Uh, G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed. Yeah. Uh, we play Twitch games. We do. We We're do uh, Twitter, live stream uh, gamefully un- stuff. Yeah, check us out. Check out our podcasts too. Yeah. We got, oh, yeah, we got a bunch of podcasts. Podcasts, uh, just look up story mode yep, on, we uh, have, on uh, iTunes. That's our, all of our... One called We Just Watched, where we watch a new movie and we talk about it. Yeah. That's just uh, one of a few. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, check those out. Give, you, okay. Give us money. <laughs> Please. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I'm so we hungry. We fucking need money. All right. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> <laughs>